The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. Welcome to Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, a gardening show full of inspiration. I'm Philippa Foes lamb a self-confessed passionate gardener. I've been in the garden industry for many years and I totally enjoy sharing my knowledge with you. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers is kindly sponsored by Bay Landscapes, 33 Bait Up Road, Richmond. Open Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 5, Saturday, 9 to 5, and Sundays and public holidays, 9 to 4. Today we're focusing on the beauty of wildflowers and more early summer tasks. Bay Landscapes wants to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. They're closed just on the statutory holidays. And they're open on the 27th of December from 9 till 4, otherwise it's normal hours. All your garden needs are covered, from landscaping to plants. Well, it's been lovely to get just a little bit more rain. I absolutely love the fact that it rained, it must have been Friday night and Saturday on our property. We didn't get too much on Saturday and I think the total was probably about 13 millimetres. But I'm not complaining, it was just gorgeous rain. I had a bit of a bad moment last week because, well, actually I had several of them, but anyway, <laughs> which is quite normal. Um, but you know how much I love tracking the rain? Well, the post that holds the rain gauge in the kitchen garden had come out of the ground. And so I asked John to, you know, help shift it. And next thing, the post went down and smacked the rain gauge and splintered it into a few bits. I was like, no, I need a rain gauge. <laughs> it's really silly, but because I just love recording the rainfall, if I don't have a rain gauge, I actually literally feel lost. It's like, but it's going to rain at the end of this week. I need a new rain gauge because I need to know how much rain we're going to get. <laughs> Pretty silly, really. I'm sure I could, I don't even know if you can go online for your district and find out how much rain there was. They probably can, but it wouldn't be specifically for our property. I know that. So needless to say, we're lucky enough to get a new rain gauge on Thursday. And um, John, John put it in and it's actually better than the last one because we read the instructions on the back and it says to put your rain gauge as close to the ground as possible. So we've got it probably about two feet above the ground, whereas it was more like four feet or five feet above the ground last time. So with great excitement, I hobbled out to the kitchen garden and I'll tell you why on Saturday morning to find 12 mils of rain in there overnight, which was just gorgeous. And then I think we just had another mill after that. We had a beautiful day trip to Blenheim on Sunday. Well, I say beautiful, it started off being slightly tricky, but um, it, it was just such a glory. I just love the countryside. And we, we went, obviously went, the not the Top House way exactly, but you know, we went towards Wakefield, etc., and carried on that way, because obviously, because the roads closed the other direction, we couldn't go that way. We do normally go Top House, to be honest, because where we live, it's faster for us just to go that way, rather than going all the way through Nelson and around Atafai, etc. So we were a little bit thrown, I will say, by the road closure, because the first turn-off after Fox Hill, etc., um, it said road closed, and so we thought, oh, that's just for heavy vehicles, so we turned down it, and I said, hang on a minute, no, it's got residents only there. So we turned back round, went back onto the main road and carried on. And so then we went over the, I think it's the Hope Saddle, into Golden Downs. And the big um, electronic road sign was too close to the intersection that we could have gone left at. So we realised that we'd driven past somewhere where we could have gone left to join up with the Top House Road. 
we thought, oh, bother. Okay. John said, well, look, we'll just carry on to the Cobra Junction. So I thought, ah, because I was supposed to be meeting a customer in Blenheim at 11.30 to give us some plants. I was just thinking, oh, man, okay, how much longer is that going to take? Anyway, we carried on and shortly after that, or a wee while after that, we came to another electronic sign, which again had a confusing message on it. So we missed another turn off that we could have taken to join with the Top House Road. <laughs> Never mind, we carried on to Kawateri Junction. And the lovely thing I think that I must mention was I wasn't driving. I normally drive because I love driving on the open road, particularly windy roads, they're just my thing. And I badly sprained the main joint of my big toe on Thursday night. I had a, this is after saying to the universe, what else can you throw at me this year? <coughs> I'm not saying that this week. And I just slammed my toe into a heavy cat scratching post and thought, ow, that hurt. And I sort of thought, so I started to point my toe because as you know, I do ballet and it was fine. And then I was sitting on the couch and I got up to walk somewhere and thought, ow, 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 that's not good. And I hardly slept that night, so I went straight to physio on Friday morning and got some physio for it. And thankfully, I got it strapped. Thankfully, it's not broken. It's just a really bad sprain. But it was absolute agony on Friday. So I knew on Sunday there was no way I was going to be able to drive. Well, it turned out to be a blessing in disguise because I really got a chance to look around. And, oh my goodness, what beautiful countryside. And I think you'll agree, whether you're in Golden Bay, Nelson, Tasman, or over in Marlborough, we're so blessed, really, because the countryside that we drive through is just exquisite in parts. It's just gorgeous. I really was really noticed all the different tree varieties, things like Douglas firs and other beautiful deciduous trees, and especially the wildflowers. Now, the wildflowers weren't out in full force in the Wairau Valley because I know there is one area where it's quite flat. Well, it's, well a lot of it's quite flat. That's a silly thing to say. But I remember last year going through and there was um, verbascum or the common name mulline um, in full flower plus echium. And there was just like this big sea of it. Well, that, that wasn't there because we we're a little bit early. But it was just gorgeous. The other thing I noticed too was on um, bare ground that had been deforested, there were foxgloves flowering. Now, I know some people think foxgloves are a pest, and possibly they are in certain places, but I absolutely adore them. They're just such beautiful flowers. And I quite often hear people saying, oh, I don't like the pink ones. Oh, those common pink ones are horrible. I don't think there is such a thing as a horrible foxglove. I was happy to see a few white ones in amongst the pink, but the pink is, is what most foxglove varieties, even if you buy apricot or white ones, sometimes in the following years, they will revert back to the pink. It's just the, the main parent plant is a, is, a, is a pink one. So the other thing that I noticed too was things like echium, the wild echium, or otherwise known as vipers bugloss or bugloss. I always wonder why it's called vipers. I must look that up. But that's just beautiful. That, it has stunning blue flowers. And generally, when it's growing wild, it's not too tall. So that was flowering on the edge of the road, along with daisies and another small flower. I really wanted to ask John to stop so that I could identify what the little yellow flower was. But we were in a bit of a hurry, so I thought, no, I better not. And then in the Wairau Valley, I just happened to look up at one, one particular moment and there was this lovely big hump with wild grasses, etc. And I think there were some California poppies. No, I think, no, I think it was Echium. And then there was just one patch just one small clump of the brightest red poppies I think I've ever seen. And they just stood out like you wouldn't believe. They were just gorgeous. And there were also areas where there were just swathes of white daisies, quite tall white daisies. I just think wildflowers are just so beautiful. 
it's just so, so lovely to just really be able to notice them. So if you're on the road over the Christmas period and you're not driving, I don't suggest you look around too much if you are driving, really do notice the wildflowers because they are so beautiful and they're fabulous for bees and beneficial insects. And it's also lovely to see unsprayed road verges, especially when the wildflowers take over and also the grass growth isn't too tall because I recognise that they, they do need to do mowing. I'd rather they mowed the, the road verges because I could see in some areas that the road verges were quite tall and that always worries me about wildfires. You're on Fresh FM. This is Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, sponsored by Bay Landscapes, 33 Bait Up Road, Richmond, open Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 5, Saturday 9 to 5, Sundays and public holidays 9 to 4. And over the Christmas period, they're open on the 27th of December from 9 to 4, but they're closed on the statutory holidays of Christmas Day and Boxing Day. I'm Philippa Foes-Lamb. Today we're focusing on the beauty of wildflowers and more early summer tasks. At Bay Landscapes, they have a beautiful range of ceramic pots, just perfect for enhancing your plantings and for use indoors or out. They also have more strawberry plants, and we've also managed to secure a small range of new citrus, lemons and limes. So if you really want some, be in quickly because they're going to sell out fast. So we had a lovely time in Blenheim, and it was it was what made it very special was it was our granddaughter's fifth birthday, and my son-in-law and his wife they live on what was my grandparents old orchard so their house is on part of the big property where it's it's all now built up with houses etc and has been for many years but what's lovely I think I've mentioned before that there is an apple tree there that my grandfather would have planted so and it's just the most beautiful shape they pruned it because it was almost dripping down to ground level so they lifted the, the tree's skirts and it's loaded with apples and looks so healthy and it's the sort of tree that you can just get under at the height of summer. We even did it yesterday. Put a beanbag down under it and you can just sit under it um, in, in the summer. I must find a tree where I can do that and maybe get a beanbag to do that sort of thing. Mind you, when do I get a chance to sit down, really? I will say, I did sit on the couch on Friday afternoon because my toe was so sore and I had to keep ice on it. But that, it was alien to me. I'm sitting there going, but I need to do potting up. I need to go and water this. But, oh, no, I need to do that. Philippa, Sit. And I did manage to do it, but I didn't enjoy it at all, I have to say. So coming home on Sunday, we did come home the Top House way and then took the detour, which brought us out just before the Hope Saddle. I, th I think it's the Hope Saddle. So we, went, we drove past the Golden Downs Golf Course. What a lovely road. I can honestly say we've never been on that road before. So I thoroughly enjoyed that. So getting on to more early summer tasks. I'm harvesting beautiful raspberries at the moment. All that work I did in winter and early spring really has paid off. The, the weeding I did has worked. Um, I will say the weeds are just starting to come through again now. But the sheep manure pallets, interestingly enough, that I really piled on, have worked really well as a mulch. My canes are quite close together. so And, and because you get new growth coming off the canes all the time, I found it quite tricky to put straw or anything around them. In hindsight, I think I should have actually put the rows quite a lot further apart. But the lovely thing about the spacing I've got is that a popper dome fits, the largest popper dome, which is two metres by two metres, fits perfectly over the raspberry patch. So it means that the birds don't get a chance to get my raspberries. I also gave them a good side dressing of sulphate of potash probably about four weeks ago. And the flavour of these raspberries this year is just fantastic and they're just ripening up beautifully. I'm getting a really good crop. 
if you find that you're harvesting a lot and there's only so many you can eat, rather than sort of eating some one day and leaving the rest till the next day, when they because they do tend to deteriorate quite quickly, raspberries, what I do is I don't wash them or anything, partly because I know I don't spray. So I just harvest them possibly after the dew has dried up and before the dew starts again in the evening. And then I just pop them straight into a freezer bag, get all the air out and pop them in the freezer. I don't worry about free flow, that's really hard to say, free flow freezing them (laughs) because if they're dry, you don't need to worry. They're not going to stick to each other. And I did this a couple of years ago when I got a good crop. And when I took them out of the freezer and thawed them, there were hardly any liquid came out of them at all. It was almost as though I'd only just picked them. So that works really well. And when I harvest some more today, I'll just open up the bag in the freezer and throw some more in and get the air out and just keep doing that until I've got enough. I've also managed to harvest some Dawson cherries this year. When I bought my Dawson cherry, I was advised to get another cherry to help pollinate it. And I couldn't, didn't really have the space to put two. So I thought, no, I'll just get one and see what happens. We did still get a good crop of cherries this year. There's only two of us. We don't need truckloads of cherries. We just need enough to be able to enjoy a taste a taste of them. So what I did, I think I mentioned it on my last show, that I, I used some open weave frost cloth and just made little sausages, really, along the branch where the cherries were, and then used um, stretchy ties to sort of tie them at either end and once in the middle. Actually, I might have written in Mudcakes and Roses about it. Not, I might not have mentioned it on the show. But that has worked really well. It's kept the birds off. And I harvested them before it rained. And I must admit, I missed a couple. And when I went to get them on Sunday, no, Saturday, I realised that they'd split. So thankfully, I harvested most of them. Now, we only probably got 12 or 14, and there's a few more left on the tree. But they are delicious. They're just like the Dawson cherries that I used to eat when I was young down in central Otago. They just taste absolutely divine. I'm also harvesting cucumbers galore. Evendale Lunchbox Lebanese cucumbers are beautiful. They've got smooth skin, they're medium-sized and narrow, and they, they've almost got a watermelony sort of flavour. They're just delicious. So if I had to giggle to myself, because I went into the little ton, um, glass house the other day to see if I had any there, well, I harvested five. So I gave four or what, no, three away. And I just looked this morning, and I've got to harvest about another seven. It's like, okay, this is a pretty prolific vine. <laughs> which is lovely. And if you harvest them, I use the Glad Snaplock bags. So rather than leaving them on the vine to get bigger, harvest them, put them in your bags, roll the bag up so you get as much air out as you can. They will keep in the fridge. As long as they're unblemished, they'll keep in the fridge for a a couple of weeks at least. I find that if you even just got a little nick on one of one of the cucumbers they will release moisture and that isn't good because that can actually mean that they'll they'll make the others deteriorate as well. Moisture means growth, so in terms of, sorry, the rainfall, not the moisture from the cucumber. So mow regularly, but at a medium height. It won't be long before things start to brown off. Our slope going down towards our pond has already started to parch because the sun is so strong. I'm growing grafted tomatoes for the first time on the west side of the garden shed in the kitchen garden. They're doing really well, but seems, there seems to be a lot of foliage and not many flowers so far. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to put sulphate of potash around them. Merry Christmas, everybody, and happy gardening. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you have any questions about anything I covered, email me at nelson at freshfm.net. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers is Tuesday morning, 20 to 11. 
Thanks Bay Landscapes, 33 Baytup Road, Richmond, open Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 5pm, Saturday, 9 to 5pm, Sunday and public holidays, 9 to 4pm, for supporting my show. And thank you for joining me. See you next time. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details.